Come in. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's cool. Uh, as you can see, I'm making glacé cherries. Now, listen, I've been thinking about this, and I think it's time we had a chat. It's great that you've got a hobby. I, I really respect it, but I think it's becoming an obsession. You can barely get in your front door. There are so many glacé cherries. Three things you didn't know you could do with glacé cherries. Number one, make sandwiches. Number two, decorate your clothing. Only lasts one day, but looks great. Thirdly, a biodegradable alternative to confetti. Can I ask you one question about glacé cherries? Yes. They're not real cherries, right? It's time for Big Meeting. I got your text. Yeah. I'm surprised you could send it. I'm surprised you found a gap in your busy glacé schedule. But you said, meet me here at HQ right now. Why am I here? Well, you know how we come up with ideas for movies? Yes. Have you ever thought about coming up with ideas for factual entertainment television programmes? Actually, it's funny you say that because, yes, I have. And I actually have a quite a long list here of some ideas I've come up with on the way here, coincidentally. Well, I have also been thinking about that thing. And I have got us a big meeting. What? With Tracy Forsyth, who is a uh, commissioner of just that kind of content. She's a real commissioner of real TV factual entertainment programming. She's a leader in the field. So wow. you better have some good ideas. Well, I do, but I need a bit. I, I mean, I, can you give me a couple of weeks to sort of refine them? I can give you a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes? We've got to be in Soho in 15 minutes. We better get going then, if it's in Soho. So we will need some energy for the journey. Do you mind if I grab a handful of glacé on the way out? You obviously know nothing about glacé etiquette. Hi, Tracy. It's so nice to see you. Lovely to see you too. Welcome. We really hope you like our ideas. We've been working quite hard on these ones, so Good. we think that hopefully there's something in here for you. I can't wait to hear them. Brilliant. And look, it's the first time we've met you, so um, what do you look for in a, in a great concept? Essentially, I focus on returnable fact-ent formats. So a great fact-ent format is something like Top Gear or Bake Off. has universal themes. It appeals to a really broad audience. It's entertaining, but there's some sort of takeout for the audience. Um, it can be done all over the world in different versions, and it can come back for multiple episodes and series, and also shows that have great talkability factor. So people who would talk about them after they've watched them on the on the box. That's amazing to hear because we've got ideas which are universal. I think people will be talking about them at the water cooler, you know, that kind of thing. We've definitely tried to think around that. What we've done is we, we're not really thinking outside the box. We, we just don't think there is a box. Mm-hmm. So let's get straight into the first one, shall yep. we? Just, just give us your honest it. reaction. Yeah. In front of a live studio audience, celebrities perform ever more complex and risky surgeries on real patients. We watch Gary Neville remove a mole Michaela Strachan correct a deviated septum, and Whitney Port do an appendectomy with her bare hands. The judges are Louise Redknapp, Robert Winstone, and Jack Straw. Mm, very ambitious. Yeah, I mean, you know, the popularity of things like 24 Hours in A&E and Ambulance and yep. the sort of flashing light that thing is very, very interesting. Matched, matched with celebrities doing something very, very complex. I mean, it's sort of like a real twist on... It's one thing to learn salsa and ballroom dancing. It's another thing to learn open heart surgery, isn't it? Exactly. So, so a big. But what's the title for this? Uh, at the moment, the working title is live surgery. 
Live surgery. That's what I wrote down on on, on my uh, on my notes here. Um, but I'm imagining, you know, a really a, a huge kind of X Factor style set. Yeah. And then imagine a little operating theatre. The person gets wheeled on. Wheeled on, and they say and they you know, they have a life story. They say, "Hello, I'm so and so. You know, I've got, I have this I have this tragic life story, which everybody loves to hear. Uh, bring a tear to the eye, and then out comes." Uh, the anaesthetist. The anaesthetist. Well, and you know what? Actually, it might be quite fun to have a mystery anaesthetist, kind of like the Stig. Mm. But you don't know who yeah. they are. They've, they've got the mask on. They've got the thing on, and they're the kind of the, they're the kind of the the um, the wild child, the kind of uh, the the rebel of the show. There's always this kind of buzz about who they are, and you don't find out. And there's we, we sort of build some speculation online as to who that might be. Hashtag Who's the anaesthetist? Who's the anaesthetist? Yeah, so it's a sort of celebrity immersive game show. Exactly. Yeah, and what's what's the What's the outcome? You know, what 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 does the celebrity get if it goes well? What happens if it doesn't go well? Like, what what's the you know denouement? I would say that the uh, every episode has a denouement, which is um, does the patient survive? Yeah, is the is the operation a success or not? Which I mean, it doesn't get more thrilling than that. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, not, listen, not all of these will be life and death. You need to have some more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more lighthearted surgeries thrown in. What just... I'm thinking is the ones that there is a show called Botched Up Bodies. Oh, yes. Which is a very successful show about cosmetic surgery gone wrong where they fix it. So I, I, I'm just going to offer you a suggestion that the people that don't fare well, you can have almost like a sister show where they go into the next, you know, they go switch over to BBC Two where there is the people fixing that surgery. So surgeries that went wrong. Multi-channel, multi-platform. Tell me about the set, because I'm quite inspired by that. What does that look like? Is it like one of those old-fashioned operating theatres where, you know, it'd be an auditorium and, and, and everybody would be around watching the surgeon perform surgery without with somebody not having anaesthetic? Well, I love that idea. And how about this? We like to just, you know, come up with stuff on the fly. You can see our kind of creative process. What if every week there was a different theme? So again, in X Factor, you sometimes have you know the musicals theme or the fifties theme yeah. or the eighties theme. So uh, each week, these same contestants are given a different era of medicine. Yeah. So one era is Victorian, historical spin. Historical spin. One you have Victorian, then you have yes, and then know, they have to they have to operate with the tools of that time. Exactly. Aztec medicine. What was that like? Um, oh, that's great! I actually herbs, really like burning it. Herbs, yeah, yeah. I, I, that applies. Witchcraft or witchcraft, whatever. We go right back. Exorcism, yeah. absolutely. Why not? Crystal healing, for example. Gary Neville tries to remove a mole using crystal healing. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely watch that. Uh, I think you need to work a bit better on the title because did you say it's life savers? So oh, li- live surgery. I wrote live down. surgery. I mean, sounds it does, a bit dull, doesn't it? Well, uh, I mean, it explains the concept pretty, pretty succinctly. You got like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or Love Island, or whatever. Like life, live surgery. It does mm. what it says on the tin, mm. but it's not. I can't see that at prime time. I'm not a surgeon. Get me right in there. Not bad. It's a bit too. Yeah, I, I I like where you're going with that. A bit too similar to I'm a celebrity. Get me out of there. True. But I think more on in that vein. Well, you could uh, actually. It's quite long as well that title, but you could shorten it to I N A S G M I T, and I think mm-hmm. that's what people would start calling it. Mm-hmm. The, that would be the Twitter hashtag. It'd be the hashtag. hashtag Say that again. Sorry. Uh, hashtag I N A S G M I T. I N A S G M. Sorry, say that again. I-N-A-S-G-M-I-T. It what? rolls off the tongue. Just one, one more time. Uh, I-N-A-S-G-M-I-T. Mm. Without looking? I-N-A-S-G-M-I-T. Now oh, do it. there we go. Now do it like the X Factor guy. You I-N-A-S-G-M-I-T. <laughs> I'm feeling like there's a lot more that we can do with this. So perhaps we'll schedule something. We'll, we'll send you over a 
half day I mean, maybe you could do like a little sizzle you know because you're talking about uh, untrained celebrities doing surgery perhaps you two could do a little sizzle where one of you has a mole and the other one tries to you know remove it you know and make a little sizzle so that we can see what that looks like and get an audience maybe just call in an audience of your friends or whoever's around I'm 100% up for that I have a specific mole in mind um, we can do that this afternoon wonderful I have big scissors and small scissors at home um, I was thinking more just tweezers just go for it let's we'll let you know how that goes yeah uh, we'll, we'll uh, stream it through um, yeah Periscope. even better streaming it we'll stream it we'll stream yeah. it should um, we, sorry should we check with our wives before we do that or maybe they're probably fine I think it's better to ask for forgiveness after the fact than set up an awkward conversation I completely agree and so we'll, we'll we'll send you a meeting request maybe for kind of a half day brainstorm when, you, when you've done the let, I tell you what just send me the sizzle send the you the sizzle. sizzle can just be like two minutes yeah wonderful that's all I need to see and then we can see whether we need another meeting after that so we're caught up in an, uh, a very difficult time in in politics and uh, relations within the country. I think we'd all admit that, no matter no matter what yeah, we feel definitely. about what's been happening yeah. recently. So, as part of efforts to reconnect with the voting public, yep. uh, the role of prime minister is given to Ricky Martin for a year. Ricky e- Martin, as in La Vida Loca. That Ricky Martin, yeah. yes. Uh, big celebrity, yeah. A- again, big connection to to the youth audience. Um, everything is live streamed uh, on a new government web portal website. A hugely expensive one. Uh, watch as behind the scenes cameras show Ricky Martin developing complex post Brexit policy decisions, travelling to rural Lincolnshire for local election hustings, and preparing for Prime Minister's questions. Ricky also selects a cabinet via fortnightly Instagram surprise videos. And picks the current lineup of Boy Band Five as Chancellor and Mel B as Foreign Secretary. Okay, great. And and have you spoken? What does Ricky say about the idea? Presumably, he's on board. I know someone who once saw a Ricky Martin impersonator, and I've actually texted them to ask where it was they saw them. So well, we maybe think that's, that's something that you should think about. Maybe the Ricky Martin impersonator. Who well, knows? To, to to sort of turn it up one 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 notch or to give it a bit of spin. Maybe yeah. the audience think it's Ricky Martin, but it's actually an impersonator. Gosh, a big twist at the end of mm. season seven. Maybe that could be the reveal. Do you, do you, could, could I offer a build perhaps on this idea? Uh, absolutely. So you've mentioned a few different roles within the cabinets mm. that would need to be filled mm. with, you know, to reconnect with it, with it, with 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 the broader audience. What if all of them were filled with Ricky Martin impersonators? Mm. That's an excellent idea. That's an excellent idea. I mean, I don't know whether Ricky Martin's got his own channel, but I would have thought that would be you know, a very interesting project for Ricky Martin's channel. And I'd just like to, to extend it a little bit. This was The idea was he'd be prime minister for a year. After that year, if it was a successful programme, we could extend that to someone else. We could bring in... Imelda Staunton. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, Jacques Villeneuve. David Gray. Uh, Sunita. Abs. Well, I mean, I... I, I so we've got the that? next six or seven years basically sorted. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, I mean, you know, another, 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 um, another maybe. Another maybe. Would you, would you say that's a maybe? I'd say let's let's get in touch with Ricky Martin and, and and do a little bit more research first. So that's a maybe, maybe. It's a maybe, maybe. That that's like a let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, so a maybe, let's see what happens. That's still that's still not a no. <laughs> that's like get back to me with a little bit more information. Okay. We've heard that a few times, so that's positive, we think. Well, we're not um, sure whether this is some sort of 
almost like a code. Among... Well, it, well, I'll tell you what that code means. It's mean it means not in its current state, but if you radically change it or or come back to come back to me with an amazing piece of information, then perhaps it could go on the maybe pile. Thank you for the Brilliant. advice. Amazing. <coughs> <coughs> Idris Elba goes into people's homes mm. and rates them on how cool their stuff is. Mm. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'd commission that in a heartbeat. Sold. Shall we move on? <laughs> Do, would you like any more detail? Nope, that's all I need. Well, basically, have you got Idris? Well... We uh, saw him once. Uh, we did see him once what, in a film. Um, I, I think I did see the back of his head once, I think. Can you give us any advice on how to contact celebrities? Specifically Idris Elba. And specifically Idris Elba. Yeah, I mean, I would either go um, search up who his agent is. That's the most professional route. Um, I would look at his website. I would look at his Instagram pages. Mm. Um, I would just basically use all the social media. I doubt he's on LinkedIn, but you never know. I think uh, Russell Crowe's on LinkedIn. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, all we don't, the only thing we don't have is a title. I was just going to ask Pete whether he had any thoughts on a title. Idris Elba's How Cool Is Your Stuff? That's it. Just one, uh, one note on how to contact him. You may have seen him in some Squarespace adverts recently. Yes. So I imagine that Idris Elba's website was built on Squarespace. Mm. If that's the case, he may well be a part of the Squarespace Circle, which is a community of Squarespace uh, developers, yeah, uh, Squarespaceers, who have multiple websites. So let's say he's got his website. He's probably also got uh, sort of a few hobby websites going too. So I am also a member of the Squarespace Circle. So I think that's our way in. We might have a little yeah. in there. You, you probably meet up at some sort of Squarespaces, uh, you know, networking event. Exactly, exactly. You know, he likes to just kind of diversify. I mean, he's a DJ. He's a rapper. He does yeah. all sorts of other stuff. Multi-talented. Also considers Squarespace websites to be one of his other creative projects I think if we get to him I, I think it's an easy sell to be honest it's absolutely mm. easy sell wonderful well listen that's a great one I mean, that's that's a... straight straight up yes fantastic Lovely. let's um, move on and, and I must say our first ever yes <laughs> which is which is remarkable <laughs> um, okay I have another idea here <clears throat> this idea is called Pete's new best friend Adrian went for dinner with Brian recently on a night that he knew Pete couldn't go and they went for Japanese food, which is Pete's favourite food. Now, a dozen contestants battle it out to become Pete's new best friend. It was three years ago. I don't know why you're still talking. It's very, very awkward with Tracy. I might have to um, uh, re re recuse myself from, uh, from, from commenting on this. So this is about moving on when you've been ghosted by a friend. Is yes, it? yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, and you know, well, well, not entirely ghosted. I mean, they see you later on in the week and sort of pretend nothing weird happened, but you know that that, that they went out and there's pictures on on so Instagram. Being, and... Yeah. So it's about being resilient or resilient, or is it um, is it about avoidance of confrontation? What, what's your sort yep. of like? What's what? What are the deeper issues that this this show is tackling? I think this is a this is a show for anybody who feels like they've been wronged and wants to stand up and do something about it. And maybe at the 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 end of the show, at the end of a the series, there's some kind of big apology on live TV nice. to millions of people where there can be a reconciliation. But until that happens on live television, I don't see how anybody can move on with that. So life. it's sort of like a revenge. It's a resilience revenge retort and then a reveal 
I think at the end of every episode, you know, in um, things like Love Island, they'll, you know, ceremony, what is it, The Bachelor, they kind of ceremonially cut the rose in half and then, you know, they're, not, they're no longer a contestant. So what is, it? what is it in this then, do you they, think? They would take their copy, their DVD copy of Top Gun, uh, which they've all been given at the start of the series and snap the disc mm. and say we're never watching Top Gun again together. Mm. Something very significant. Yes. Yeah, so there's sort of like a bromance type, what it is to be a beta male in these modern days. How do you deal with confrontation absolutely. And, and, and your emotions and being hurt? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to get involved in this, actually, and I'd like to know what are your criteria? How, how, would, you, how would this fictional, allegedly fictional person, rate these new... Apparently, amazing contestants, amazing applicants for the role of uh, this incredible guy. Okay, number one, uh, make sure that if you're going to go for Japanese food, which is Pete's favourite, that you make sure that it's on a day that he can go. And also, if not, uh, you know, bring him some home. Bring him some home. Yes, afterwards, which is what which is what I would do. Uh, number two is. Um, not uh, come up with uh, cool ideas for things to do with Brian when Pete is obviously the first port of call for doing that kind of thing. And thirdly, possibly just not talking to Brian at all because, you know, I mean, who is this guy? You know, you, know, you met him like two years ago. So the people, the, the would these be members of the public? Yes. Right, so these members of the public would have to promise never to speak to uh, uh, someone called Brian. It's not that hard. Right, okay. You, and it's definitely not based in reality. This is a, this is, this is a universal concept. Gen, general universal platonic concepts of, of friendship here is, is, is what it is. I mean, any advice for us at all on, uh, on this kind of thing? Um, I think it's important to be honest and open and, you know, even if something hurts, just own your emotions. And it's only really by delving into your emotions and spending some time there that you can create a new awareness and energy around it and move on. So it sounds like you two need to go on like a little maybe a men's retreat somewhere, you know, go and have some quality time together. Can I just say, I don't even like Japanese food. We only went there because you had suggested it and you were the one who couldn't come. I'm having an idea here. What about two guys go on a men's retreat where they are taught to cook Japanese food and through cooking said food, relearn about their friendship? I have lots of notes on this. It's obvious that you do. I'll send them to you and you can read them and then we'll try and work it out from there maybe. It's a little bit like the Bross documentary perhaps. You know, that was an unexpected hit, huge hit. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to to open myself up to the world. So I think that maybe the first commissioning editor for this should be me. Not naked and afraid, but very overly clothed and afraid. Mm. What do you think? Well, I'm picturing... I'm picturing what that would be. And so the image that comes to mind is somebody who's just wearing loads and loads and loads and loads of coats so that they can't really loads of clothes so they can't really move very quick exactly that being pursued by say a tiger or something yeah uh, we were thinking wolves but could be a tiger wolves yeah uh, maybe different country of wolves of... yeah and so the race presumably is on to shed as many clothes that they can they can to be able to move quickly i think that every time if you choose to shed a layer of clothing so that you can escape the predator more easily you lose a certain number of points so the ambition is to keep as many pairs of clothes on now when i say clothes i'm also including shoes yeah so you want to, you, you start off with multiple pairs of shoes multiple yeah. hats multiple gloves multiple everything i don't know if you remember the scene in friends where joey wears all of chandler's clothes it's a bit like that but lots more than that yes 
What I'm thinking also is that actually in between the layers of clothes, you could put the few fillet steaks, you know. Ah. So that could be a bonus thing that you could use to chuck at the animal as it comes at you to buy yourself a bit of time. But Maybe. for that, presumably, by your scoring, you'd have to pay a penalty. Yes, you would. But 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 I, I do like that idea. Perhaps you could also have mystery objects in between each layer. Sometimes there might be something yes. uh, to it, you know, some sort of spray that distracts the yeah. tiger or something similar. Yeah, and then uh, but, there's something, something completely useless. So useful... Com- a um, trombone. Yeah. So or, you could hit it or something, throw it. You could do, or you could play a tune. Play a, if it's a snake, maybe it would be entranced by that tune. I mean, there are lots of lots, lots of different ways we could go And, and tell this. me, where are they getting to? So they've got these clothes on. They're being pursued by an angry bear. Where are they trying to get to? The North Pole. The North Pole, okay. If they reach the North Pole, they win the prize. I mean, there must be treasure at the North Pole. Well, has anyone ever looked? Well, I mean, I'm not an expert in these matters, but I'm going to say definitely not. Well, in that case, they get to be the first to try. No, I, I think that perhaps we would have a prize. We would have a prize laid out. They get to keep all of the clothes. This is a lifetime supply of clothes for them and all of their friends and family. And would you get those sponsored by some cool brands? Absolutely. Why yeah. not? Oh, yeah. Patagonia straight in on this. Absolutely. Nike yeah. Week. Bit of Rohan. But they don't need to be... Sorry, they don't actually need to be outdoorsy clothes. No, they could be like swimwear. It could be swimwear. If you're wearing 40 swimsuits, you'll be quite warm. Or it could be like a designer wardrobe, couldn't it? It could be something Mm. really aspirational for spring, summer, winter and autumn. Oh, and imagine the the angst for someone who loves fashion to say, I have to throw away this Chanel, this this vintage Chanel jacket because there is a, a GPS tracker inside that's going to help me get to the North Pole. And then you watch as that Chanel uh, dress gets trampled and ruined by the herd of penguins. Devastating. Mm. We would have to ship penguins because there are no penguins in the North Pole. But, I mean, I guess that's doable. That feels like a footnote. I know. What what have you... um, I mean, listen, it's really, really visual. I can picture it in my mind and it would make great sort of viral videos, etc. What about... What considerations have you made about the welfare of the animals? That would be at the forefront of all of our thinking. We would have many uh, advisors on hand. But there is also an opportunity to use animatronics. it's it's come on a lot, uh, you know, a long way in recent times, and actually to create the kind of things that we saw in Jurassic Park in in the nineties. That's that's you can we could probably make that this afternoon in our in our garage, really. So we could go that route. Also holograms. Uh, this could be based entirely in augmented reality. The uh, in fact we wouldn't even need to go to the North Pole at all. We could do it in a studio in central London uh, with a green screen, and the contestants wear special augmented reality glasses and feel as if they're being pursued by a tiger. Mm. And what about us looking at it then? What do we wear? Do we wear that some sort of like, what do we see? Do you remember when we were kids, there was an episode of Doctor Who where they gave away 3D glasses with the Radio Times? Yes. That, but with lots of clothes. So everyone at home can also put on lots of clothes while they watch the show and have the same experience. Mm. Or, or so sorry so actual piece of clothing with the radio times lots of pieces no, of you're clothing. Enc- you're talking about encouraging play along yes are you? absolutely so you're telling everybody get out all your clothes put them all on and take part in the program hide some steak inside yeah and maybe as a spin a spin-off about that there should be some sort of 
declutter, get rid of your, you know, you could do a mm. wardrobe swap or... Mary Kondo, Mary Kondo yeah. meets Bear Grylls. It's got legs, hasn't it, this idea? It does. Speaking of, of legs, you would need to have very thin layers on the legs. This person mm. needs to be able to run. And the challenge, if you've ever tried to wear even two pairs of trousers, and as I'm sure we've all tried, and run... But isn't that, the, that, isn't that the whole fun, that they can't really move very quickly? Just you know? roll. Yeah, but that's true, actually. If they worked in teams, they could work out actually how to transport the person rather than them. Roll them along at, uh, I mean, uh, how fast is a, a cheetah at 60 miles an hour? Roll, rolling the person along at, at 61 miles mm. an hour, that's the challenge. Yeah, but also if a cheetah gets you when you're wearing all those layers, you're probably going to be fine. Well, that's true, actually. That's a very good point. You do have a couple of seconds grace while it rips uh, to shreds all yeah. of the 60 or 70 layers. Well, it's like layers. training those attack dogs, isn't it, with the big It's exactly suits, that. Yeah. And then exactly there's that. that kind of biting point of you've, you've been, enough layers have been ripped off for you to run. If you try to run too fast, you're done for. If you don't run fast enough, soon enough, you get eaten by a cheetah on television. So you want to be caught, effectively. Pot- yes, potentially, a that's a tactic. That's a tactic. That's, that's, that's one tactic. Everyone's got, it's like on Deal or No Deal, where they get, people say, oh, yeah, I've got, my, I've got my method, I've got my tactic. It's, it's like that, but with a live cheater. Ten celebrities pair up with ten actual restaurant cooks and are locked in a bunker with only a microwave and lots of tinned food to see who can make the most authentic street food. Suggested people... Lord Owen, Timothy Dalton, Caroline Quintin, and Sally Gunnell. Survivalist street food. So like um, like a doomsday prepper type thing. Exactly. Yeah, those, so those doomsday guys. prepper yep. cuisine. What to do when you're locked in the bunker. Exactly. But how, how close can you get to those wonderful things you, you would taste when you're Without traveling the Without any fresh food. Without any fresh food. Because, I mean, if it, if it does come to it, and we're all in our bunkers, you know... Then you're going to get bored eventually of tinned corn, and this is going to be the. And kind do of they have anything else other than a microwave? Do they yeah. have any utensils or anything like that? Or? Hmm. Um, I'm imagining they would have a bowl, but nothing like a, a, a whisk or a magi mix or a Kenwood uh, dough hook or anything like that. It's just look. You, this is what you've got. You can open the tins. Tin opener. They've got a tin opener. And then once you've got the stuff out of the tins into the bowl, what can you do with your with your hands and your... And the tin opener. You can reuse the, the tin, tin opener yeah. for anything you'd like. Well, I suppose also the lid of the tin becomes a kind, a sort of a knife. A sort of knife. Perhaps the paper uh, label yes. could be fashioned into a, I don't know, sort of like a little whisk or something. Every cook has a built-in sieve, which is their fingers. And also a built-in knife with your finger, mm-hmm. built-in spoon with your thumb... Or perhaps there is a uh, a room in the bunker which has things like medical supplies, and the uh, the the teams they do have to decide. You know, look, I know we've got a scalpel in case somebody gets gangrene and we have to. Cut yeah, it out. you know what? I'm just thinking it might just be too narrow a concept just to have food on its own. But mm. you're you're telling me about the first aid kit. I just want to bring back that that um, celebrity surgeon. Oh live. yes. I wonder whether it's actually much more about a survival program. So you do have food, you do actually what happens if somebody turns ill, what mm-hmm. happens if somebody needs a mole removed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then maybe you have, maybe you sort of roll it into the bigger concept with actually let's, it's cold out there, give me all your clothes. I'm going to go and try and find help. Interesting. And then you get chased by the polar bear. So maybe you put all those three elements wow. into one show to make it, give it, give it scale. It's like Lost. But yeah, lost the game show. Lost the game show. Yeah, lost the game show. That's it.
Mr. Motivator. Yes. Attempts to build a photocopier from scratch. Yes. In front of various world landmarks. Funding opportunities from photocopier companies, of course, but also from tourist boards. So yeah. think Mr. Motivator in front of the pyramids, Mr. Motivator in front of uh, the big shopping centre in Birmingham, places like that. Uh, from scratch, a, a photocopier, Mr. Yeah. Motivator. No yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say that is a little bit, um, it's been done before, building things from scratch. I mean, it's sort of like a popular science. There, there are things like that thing that James May did, which was reconstructing lots of objects. So for that one, I'd say it would probably be a bit of a miss. So, okay. So is it the photocopier specifically that you say I think it's the, the building things. Mm. Uh, I appreciate that you've tried to put it in global locations okay. and it might tap into sort of global ingenuity about engineering. And I love the fact that you've gone for an older man, you know, Okay, so I hear what you're saying. What if he was taking apart a photocopier? Because that that sounds like that hasn't been done. Building things, no. Take that on board. Taking things apart. Mr. Motivator carefully takes apart a photocopier Mm -hmm. in front of the pyramids. Mm. And there's this kind of zen moment at the end where he's sitting amongst the very carefully laid out mm. parts of a photocopier, which would take up more space than you'd think. You know mm. what, if we were ever doing a strand of like mindfulness or or meditation or, you know, because like one of the most successful programs is How It Works, which is essentially like factories, factories, etc. And there is that kind of fascination with pieces and things coming together or just lots of, you know, how it all works. So I can see if it was sort of pitched as a let's just all take a breath and unwind mm. and consider how just consider that just you know consider the meaning of life and mm. if we had like a little nut and bolt in that photocopier and actually we need dismantling from the mothership every now and again and laying down in a beautiful location mm-hmm. on the grass by on somebody a, a man who has who, who's hugely inspirational has great energy well, I, I love things where somebody like that does something completely different. And actually, you don't you say to him, we're going to do the opposite of what you normally do. Yeah. We're going to dress you in very plain hemp clothing. And this is going to be very, very chill and see and sort of put him in a new light because he must get fed up of being typecast. Yeah. He'd say, finally, this, finally. This is what I've been wanting to do my whole life. I've got a whole portfolio of, of, of stuff like this. Um, yeah. And let, let, him, let him do his thing. It has been so helpful getting your feedback. Thank you so much for, for the time you've given us. We've got a few more, um, maybe just a kind of a gut instinct reaction, kind of yes, no. One word. Yeah, you just I want mean, one just word. Straight, straight up what you think. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll just With no through. explanation. You, you can, if you want to, you can, but okay. you can just give Go your straight it. up, yep, that sounds great, or no, you know, get out of here. Janet Street Porter tours business districts of the world to better understand the importance of a strong economy and clean streets. Yes. Members of the public have to dress up and live like mythical creatures on a Greek island. They're given advanced suits, for example, Hydra, Centaur and Merman. The winner of the show wins the island, but has to remain in the mythical creature costume for the rest of their life. Love it. Great. I mean, also, if you think about the success of Wild Things on Sky, etc. And I love Greek history. Amazing. Well, we'd love to talk about that one further. With Imagine you. the Centaur costume. It would be resplendent. Britain's next top influencer. A dozen millennials compete in tasks such as gym inspo, vegan living, and totally just slobbing out in the OMG I'm so lazy lol challenge. 
to see who can get the highest value branded collab. Then every week on Self-Care Sunday, one influencer is banned from social media and has their beanie hat ceremonially upcycled in front of a live studio audience. I think that's already been done, but I'd definitely watch it anyway. Love it. Fly on the wall documentary in which the pet shop boys renovate and then run a real lighthouse. And the Lighthouse family renovate and then run a pet shop. <laughs> the public votes via Twitter on obstacles that are put in their way every week. I mean, I think you should pitch that to Comic Relief. That's a fantastic comedy special. <clears throat> Miranda Richardson tours Britain by Spitfire and gains a bird's eye view of the country. Download the app to take control of the Spitfire remotely and guide Miranda to the locale of your choosing. Mm, very innovative, interactive, male skewing, broad audience, dads and lads. Yeah, if the technology is there, why not? We'll, do, we'll build a prototype. We'll do that this afternoon as well. Tracy, thank you so much for You're your welcome. time. You're welcome. It's great being great fun. You've got some great ideas there, haven't you? Yeah. So well, maybe we'll meet again in a month and we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, let me know. Wow, well, she liked our ideas. I think that went extremely well, and I'm very excited. So, listen, she took so much time out of her day. We have to send her something to say thank you. She said she liked Greek mythology. She loved Greek history. She also liked um, Idris Elba. She seemed to like Idris Elba. Uh, well, maybe we could combine those two things as a gift for Tracy. Um, what if we were to ask Idris Elba to dress up as an ancient Greek person and take a photo of himself, autograph that photo, and then send it to us and we could give it to Tracy? Failing that, is there anything you can do with Photoshop? Yes. Shake hands with the nearest retiree and whisper, share big meeting on iTunes. 